Hello and welcome to episode 42. We totally didn't just restart this. Brooklyn Bridge Bridges is the episode title. My name is Harry. I've got Ben in the studio with me. My God. Why do I should make you do the intros? Maybe next week. Maybe next week you can be the intro guy. I'll give it a go next time. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Because we're, we're professional. We get a first take. This is definitely not a not a retake. This is definitely the first take. Not to be confused with the other first take. We're the better first take. Oh, we have we have better takes. Did you, sorry, I just saw. A cl- I, I'm going to completely derail things now because this is what we do on podcasts. Did you see the clip? I don't know who this guy is, but there's this guy that comes on first take that absolutely just annoys JJ Reddick. Pretty much just there to like rile him up more yeah. or less. Yeah, it's this old guy. I don't know who he is. I but he's like been on there for like years and yep. I just saw a clip today of him trying to tell JJ Reddick that Larry Bird was a better three point shooter than everyone else like Ooh. and JJ Reddick is just like you look at the stats like every like Stephen Curry has more make like there's more shots more makes better percentages and this guy's like no 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 you gotta you, you know you gotta watch the 80s you gotta <laughs> be there and watch it on the court man it's not the same the physicality and then JJ's like have you seen what they do off ball to Stephen Curry before yeah. he gets there and he's like no man that doesn't count the refs are always looking out for Stephen Curry and JJ Red- like you can see JJ Reddick like actually being like bro I'm going to wreck you <laughs> Dude, DeMarcus Cousins hit more three-pointers than Larry Bird did in any season in his career. Look, um, look Larry Bird is a legend. Yeah, oh, 100%. Yeah, but absolutely incredible player. You can't say that he... Like, back in the day, I'm sure he was an amazing three-point shooter, but you cannot say now, like, compared to today's standards that... Well, I guess just statistically, you can't... Yeah. It, there's no... Like, there are bazillions of people now that have got a better three-point percentage than yeah. I mean, part of it was that they didn't take the number of three-pointers, not even close to what we do now. No. But even in today's league, I think he'd be a decent shooter, but he wouldn't be... We've got some crazy shooters in the game it's, right it's now. It's very different. And like the, the amount of space steps, that yeah. the players had in the 80s to shoot versus now yeah, as well. they just didn't take that many people, didn't guard him as much on the perimeter. Steph, so. Steph makes shots with like a hand like on his face. Yeah, like, he's pretty much know. like got someone putting fingers up his nose and he's still hitting the like, shots. So. Like, we practice. Like, we've been... Like, a little bit before our games when we play, like, I've been trying trying to like put my hand close to you and it like completely froze you off oh yeah yeah it's uh, we'll, we'll learn we'll get better even, yeah, i'm not we'll i'm not sorry i'm not trying to like embarrass you on the global just stage like absolutely throwing shade at my game right no now. no no <laughs> but like it's it's space makes a big difference space so. makes a difference and like these nba players are like used to like making shots with like a finger's width of space it's like insane literally like an open shot in quotation marks in the league right now is having someone's hand more or less in your face it's only a contested when they're like hitting you in the face more That's or less why, it's just like, so wild they operate with such little margin so it's yeah it's insane the shooting's <sighs> much crazy. better now. one day we'll be good one day we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. that there when work's a little less busy <laughs> oh boy <laughs> the grind so last week we had a couple of humongous trades yep we were all ready to talk about the Russell, the Russ, the Russ Westbrick trade and all of that stuff, and then out of nowhere, Kevin Durant got traded to the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, which obviously was the headline of that week. So. Wowzers! Did yep. we make a mess in our trousers? <laughs> we can keep that, right? That's not. No, that, that's fine. I'm not swearing. That's fine. No, it's all good. <laughs> I, I did when I saw it. I was like, "What?" It was yeah, certainly unexpected. You actually broke the news to me mid podcast just to throw me off. It was great. Yeah, you hadn't seen it. I was like, we might as well get a blind react. Yeah, so it was a it was an unfiltered reaction. But uh, this week's been kind of the tail end. But there's still been some interesting moves. Yeah, like I was surprised. I was really ready for a not that impressive deadline. Honestly, I was like, look, most teams. Honestly, like I was like, most teams look pretty good. I don't think that like anyone's going to make big moves. And then Kevin Durant just broke the whole market yeah. wide open. Along with Kyrie as well. So two of the like all-star starters level of players both moved. So pretty I, crazy. I love that when K- 
KD left, Harden was like, oh yeah, like you could see I'm not crazy. Like, like they left too. Like things were not good in Brooklyn. Like it wasn't me being spoiled. Like, yeah. like there was a reason why I asked to leave. It wasn't because we were losing. Yeah. <laughs> like there was behind the scenes stuff that's there, clearly impacting. It, there was so. some behind the scenes things clearly going on in Brooklyn, which is, I don't understand it though, because like this, the current team looks like they're having fun. Well, yeah, that's the thing, because now with the all the young players that have come in on the other end of these trades, it seems like they're kind of starting to vibe together already. They're starting to kind of build that, like, all right, cool, we haven't got our superstars, we're still going to go out and win games. So. Which, so, KD, okay, well, I guess we'll talk about Brooklyn Bridges, Bridge Bridges while okay. we're here. Yep. He had a humongous game yes. today. Absolutely monster stats, which is kind of cool, because I guess he's been more of like kind of that role player, like, it was a consistent starter, but I, like really defensive, and then he'll get his buckets when he needs to on the on the Suns. But now it's like, go for it, just flourish, go do your thing. I, I honestly, I never put him in that bracket of someone that I think would score. What he got forty five, right? Yep, forty five points, eight rebounds, five assists, two steals, and two blocks. So he's like, still getting his defensive numbers, but he's like, cool, I'm gonna go out and get forty five. Which I guess is a huge testament to like when you're playing on a championship winning team, like you've got like the better teams have people that could do more, but you still have to have that schematic and that game plan and, and you know, there's a tier system. True. Booker was ahead, CP three, like you've got to take your percentages. That's and, true. And if, if Brooklyn, like Bridges job was to take his certain shots and get them. Yeah. He was probably taking like 10 a game. He took 24 shots for Brooklyn. So he's obviously a big step up, but he did hit 17 of them, 71% shooting. Damn. So that was an efficient 45 points. So it is, yeah, like you said, it's part Look, of the team schematics. Obviously, Brooklyn don't have the stars who are taking 20, 30 shots. So, so guys like him shot. can take yeah. those numbers, exactly. So it's really awesome to see. I'm, Look, I'm liking it. Look, this team is definitely not as good as it was, losing Kevin Durant and Kyrie. No, unquestionably, no. But, and like, we were, we were talking about, like, will Brook or maybe I was saying that, like, I think Brooklyn will just drop straight out of the top 10. And now that I'm seeing, like, sort of what's coming along, maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, because I, I honestly was also in the same boat. Like, okay, let's watch them drop out of the hey, playoffs. if Bridges gets 45 each game. Like. <laughs> if he can keep it up. But honestly, though, like, at least the pieces they got back, like, there's good. potential. There's potential. If Dinwiddie can kind of go back to his, like, peak Brooklyn days as well, uh, I, I don't know. There's potential. Cause but this team's always had potential. I mean, Cam That's Johnson, too. I think I haven't talked about him very much, but on the Suns, like, he was a really consistent role player. But again, him having more minutes. Walking bucket. Walking bucket, like... But yeah, between Bridges, Johnson, even like Royce O'Neal being a decent role player. But they still got Joe Harris, like Dorian Finney-Smith defensively. They got a lot of good role players. Honestly, one or two superstars in this would be a crazy stack team, but they're just kind of doing it without that one big piece. So I guess the only issue with this team now is Ben Simmons. Yes. Which, <laughs> which was why that if rumors is to be had is to be true is the reason why Katie asked out He's, that would be a, yeah, there was a lot of frustration that. when Katie compared Kyrie to Ben Simmons and how much Kyrie internally was sort of managed and held to certain expectations and then when Ben Simmons came in sort of the lack of accountability yeah on Ben's end yeah that's fair. and and Katie was like, and, that, and that's the thing I think with Ben Simmons you've got to get to a point where it's like bro we're paying you how much money are we paying you yeah. when are you going to do something and it's not like they haven't given him a chance like they've been very patient 
and he's just not because it's a performance-based industry like he needs to start delivering so uh, uh, yeah i just i don't know what to do about ben simmons i really i don't think he can get much lower and i don't really want to be negative but at what point is he 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 looks like at the moment that he's just showing up and taking his check yeah more or less doing the bare minimum and it looks like he's just doesn't care about basketball which i've all, like there's always been questions about ben's motivations yeah for he, basketball it's been yeah, a bit of a question mark there but honestly i think it's less of a worry for the nets now you think it's like what how is this less of a problem but they've got so so much depth now like they don't to trade him though yeah, there's already right. rumors <laughs> that they're trying to move him but like who's gonna take that yeah at this point i don't think anyone would take the gamble on it really but look i think they've got they've got enough pieces that they don't really necessarily need him now which is honestly kind of on simmons now he's like he had a chance to contribute to a team with all stars and make them really a deep playoff team but it hasn't panned out so he's looking it's crazy because like he looked like an absolute fantastic player a couple of years ago yeah. and now i saw things on reddit where people were like um cork no not Corkmars for f- furkan Corkmars. yeah the who's that um that the guy high- the sixes that who that really high draft pick that like I think oh. went to the, um F uh who I think he was on the Magic or ended up on the Magic and Mark like, Fultz? maybe yeah yeah well he was he was drafted number one to the Magic and yeah didn't people pan saying out. that I think statistically oh sorry sixes he was on he was yeah in Magic then he now. then he went yeah then he went yep. to Magic I think statistically now he's better than Ben Simmons yeah which honestly props to him because it yeah it's been he like a bit it. of a bit of a grind but he's really starting to come into his own so I'm I'm happy for him if Ben completes this this contract do you think that he'll be like the first like most people that end up on maxes keep getting big money deals yeah i don't i think this is and i I haven't been watching nba as long maybe you might have anything that comes to mind do you think this is one of the biggest like max extension players when he when he made when he what i'm trying to say is when he gets to his next contract he's gonna get a fraction yeah no one's gonna give him big money anymore not unless things change If, if ben keeps doing exactly what he's doing Ben Simmons, sorry, not our lovely, my lovely co-host Ben. <laughs> was, but hey, if you were going to get a hundred mil, uh, you I'll know, take it. Yeah. I'll be your agent. Uh, <laughs> uh, do you think that because like someone will take him for his defensive abilities? I'm certain of it. When he, when his contract ends, I think someone will be stupid enough to take the risk to try and get look. It's for it's, his defensive. Really tough. But the, the difference with Simmons, right, is that most high draft picks, they it's pretty pretty quick to determine if they're a flop or not. You get your Anthony Bennett's who like first season, you're like, no, this is not panned out. Yeah. Maybe a couple will stick around for a season or two, but they're not going to get a max. Like Simmons was a max player, all-star. Like he like proved himself like, okay, this is panned out. And now he's dropped off. That's cool. It's a weird situation. You haven't had many players in like the history of the game. At this stage, like, yeah. Yeah, at that, at that stage to drop off. Like, look, players do drop off. They reach a certain point where they pass their prime. But Simmons was kind of coming into his prime and then boom, gone. No so, confidence. Like yeah. it's going to be... If he if he doesn't get bought out, which honestly, I'd almost as a Brooklyn Brooklyn just get him get rid yeah, of him. honestly, honestly, yep. he's he's dead weight. Mm. But have have you ever really heard of anyone being like mid prime first, like gone from a rookie to a max extension? Where like normally at this stage, you know, he'd be lining up his second max extension, and yeah. I don't think he'll get even a quarter of the money that he was on at the moment. Like I'm really racking my brain. The the only type of players, and I guess it is a bit similar to Simmons, are guys that like it was an era where we weren't taking as many threes, could get away with no shot. And I, I'm really trying to think, maybe like a Josh Smith, like from the Hawks, who was like absolutely balling out, 
but like just wasn't consistent. I think he went to like the rockets or something and then was just gone off the face of the earth. So that's the closest I can think of like to a Simmons situation. Just but like wild. you said, maybe someone will take a chance just because someone, he's... Someone will. Like he's he'll... still mobile for his height and I don't know. But but honestly, at this point, even what little value he has left, I don't think balances out with the, all the downside. I'm sorry to say it, but... I, I just... I think someone will eventually offer him like five to ten mil a year something like it's like not a huge amount yeah like and maybe someone take him on just a minimum just to have him as an option in case he pans out but i i can't well, even see de- that his, his defensive stats are okay it just yeah. doesn't do anything else i mean so he's 6'10 like, and versatile but that's about it <laughs> that's about that's, it i'm sorry i just i keep seeing comments on reddit of people like yeah when you're in the games and like you see wide open driving paths and he doesn't take it oh, it's, it's crazy to watch look because look, look sad don't get me wrong i'm rooting for him i want you know i really, I really want, want, to want him to pan out i just i'm being a little bit less optimistic now i just don't think it will the so. more like you know he had that injury last year he sorted it all out and we're like cool like He's in a, he finally got to a new team where they're being support. Like, you know, everything that was coming out was that they were being supportive. Yeah, definitely. And like, you know, at the beginning of the season, they were slowly like, you know, he had a very slow start to the season. I was like, cool, they're really letting him build up his confidence. And then he's still taking two shots a game. Yeah. At at what point? Like, yeah, I don't get me wrong. I really, really, really want Ben Simmons to succeed. Mm-hmm. I think he is an absolute cheat code playing him at the point guard position. Cheat yep. code. Yeah, he's what like six something, six ten, six ten at point guard with handles can drive to the bucket. If he just uh, people were comparing him to Magic Johnson early on, so he's got good yeah. court vision. He knows when to pass. He knows when to do his own thing. Like I think he's an absolute cheat code. And, and at yeah. the time he got the max, I thought he was worth it. Mm. And if he could get back to that, and if he could just, I. I even even at this stage, I'll take no more shooting. I don't I don't care about the shooting, but I need to see that aggressiveness. I need to yep. see him drive. I need to see him do something exactly more than two shots a game. Yeah, we're past the point of like he needs a three point shot at this point. He just needs to drive and dunk and just be aggressive and and I'll take that. It, yeah, and that will be serviceable. I probably yeah. wouldn't give him another max extension, but if no. he could get if if he could just do like a, tw- a, f- a an easy fifteen points a game with like ten re like eight to ten rebounds and 8 to 10 assists yeah that's all I'll all take less need. rebounds <laughs> honestly I want the 15 points give or take I'd prefer it to be close to 20 but I'll start off low yeah. I want 15 points a game and I want 6 to 10 assists a game yeah that's it and that would be very serviceable and helpful and amazing and he's he has so much potential at what he does and he's just it's sad to see him struggle yeah I think just quickly before we move on from all this uh, debacle with Brooklyn, uh, one point that I did notice as well is that really Claxton's only there, like they're only big at the moment. I like to see this experiment of like a huge lineup that we saw with the Cavs. Uh, can we see like a small ball lineup from Brooklyn maybe working if they have a, just a lot of wings, a lot of guards? Can we see them maybe being like a Golden State light, just kind of going for buckets? Maybe. Could it pan out? They've got a lot of shoot. Like, that's the thing. Like They've got a lot of firepower. Yep. Yeah, between Harris and, I mean, Bridges, decent shooter now as well. They still got, yeah, Seth Curry even. Patty Mills are getting a little bit older. I'm surprised they didn't make more, like, if they were going to get rid of Durant, I would have moved a couple more people. Yeah. Honestly, but... Because it's a bit of a lopsided roster, I think, is the thing I noticed. But I think it could still pan out. They're still... I'm not going to expect them to drop as much as I thought before. No, I think think a play-in spot is definitely possible. Yeah, I'd say so. The East at the moment, there are a lot of teams that are a bit questionable. They're still in fifth. Yeah. 
That's the other thing, is they're still in fifth, so there's definitely possibilities. It's true. Let's talk about these last couple of trades that snuck mm. in near the end, which I wasn't, yeah, like I was saying, I wasn't really expecting a lot from this trade deadline, and then all sorts of things, just Kevin Durant <laughs> went off, and then everyone was like, warning, 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 <laughs> the West, the West, KD oh. is coming back to the West. And it just spiraled after that, uh, yeah. <laughs> so... A lot happened. Um, this one's not a huge one, but I just think it's interesting that um, the the Clippers decided to get rid of half of their bench. So yeah. this might be the first move that the Clippers have made, but the Clippers are just out of nowhere. I thought they were pretty decent, and it really the only thing that like the Clippers really needed was um, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard to be healthy. Mm, that yep. was pretty much like I think they've got a, a good team with good good depth, but. Out of nowhere, they were like, hey, we'll give you Reggie Jackson and a 2028 second round pink pick for Mason Plumley." Yeah. And I mean, it's it's a weird one. I, I think just like roster fit, because both of them are good players, but roster fit, it's a bit of a question mark for me. I guess, uh, do the Clips need a center? Uh, yeah, I think a little the, bit, the Clippers do. Uh, so that, okay, fair enough. But for the Hornets, I, I don't know. I don't know if I get this move because they're already a bit guard heavy. They've got just a lot more potential there. And they, the biggest question mark for them has always been centers. They need a good big. And I don't know. I feel like Plumley was kind of holding the center position down for them in the meantime. And they, I don't know, traded away another big. So a bit um, of a question mark for look, me. The Hornets are just terrible. <laughs> I think I, yeah. I was reading an article today. Do you think that LaMelo Ball might be the first rookie to decline his rookie extension and test free agency? Ooh. I wouldn't blame him, honestly. Because he, he looks... He, he's looking frustrated. Yeah. And that team has gotten worse since he's joined. Not better. They haven't... Look, they've had a few unlucky situations with some of their players, but they haven't done themselves any favors in terms of making good moves. Um, and I don't think adding yet another point guard is going to help Lamelo really get, get no. this team anywhere. So. No. And that, and that guy is really talented. Yeah. Because obviously you've already got like scary Terry on the team they've got Dennis Smith Jr. because he kind of dipped a bit but now he's doing alright on their team they just have too many guards already I I don't understand this move really I don't understand what the Hornets are doing like are they back in tank mode like what are they yeah it it's a bit of a question mark but nevertheless it's a move that occurred Ma- uh, Michael Jordan great player terrible owner <laughs> I mean he's not making many of the calls as an owner he's not the GM necessarily but but he still... he picks who the GM is. Yeah, I suppose. I How suppose. many years of the Hornets making bad decisions did, yeah. does that person need to make before Michael... Michael? I keep trying to say Michael Jackson in my head. No, it's Michael Jordan. <laughs> the other MJ, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, it's a bit of Hornets, a question mark for the Hornets. Hornets are terrible, and I really want to see Mo, uh, LaMelo go somewhere better. Which yeah. you mentioned today before we started. Let's, let's move into the... Um, the Golden State Warriors trade. Yeah, Lamelo could have been a Golden State Warrior. Yes. <laughs> Interesting to look back on now is that uh, the in- Pistons ended up with uh, James Wiseman in a four-team trade, mind you. Uh, the Warriors receive Gary Payton II and three potential second-round picks. Hawks get Sadiq Bey. Trailblazers get Kevin Knox and five second-round picks. But there's been some controversy in this move. Controversy. Yes. Uh, because when Gary Payton did his medical with the Warriors, it turned out that he's been probably playing injured for quite some time now and or, didn't actually clear the mega medical injury. playing with discomfort. Yeah, yeah. I think and he was taking stuff to play through it. Uh, so being pressured by the uh, Trailblazers, Trailblazers yeah. medical team to play. Yeah, which is and pretty bad. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that. St- well, that wasn't to- like 
given like Golden State were not given advance notice, and yeah. then now they've got a guy which I think they're going to keep anyway. Yeah, because they still want him back. Uh, but they're going to keep him. It's going to keep him out for like a month or two. Yeah, but not what they initially thought they were in for. So. No. So yeah. now that James Wiseman has been traded away from the Warriors, and the Warriors, a big shout out to Warriors. They've been like, in my opinion, they've been really, really patient with James Wiseman with his trade does that make james wiseman a bust it's it's hard to to say bust but it kind of is it's not what it panned out to be because yeah like i mentioned before that pick could have been lamello ball which at this point i think we'd all agree is a successful pick yeah uh he was already named an all-star uh yeah looks like they did give him time the only thing is they needed a big they didn't really need more guards that's that's, the only reason look look, in theory right they made the right pick they needed a big yeah they picked the number like they picked the best big available yeah and but now they've traded him away he hasn't delivered they pretty much got nothing back other than a player they had the last season so (laughs) yeah so many so many players going back to the teams they're previously on a lot of homecomings i want to shout out that i I really respect the warriors they really gave it everything they could to try and make this work out yeah but james wiseman just isn't good enough no i think i think early on I, i might be misquoting here but i think early on the trade talks were that they were going to be getting Sadiq Bay in this trade. I don't know if I'm entirely right here, but I feel like that kind of move would be a bit smarter for the Warriors. I don't know. Like they obviously they thought Gary Payton was was healthy, but I think the Hawks honestly are a bit of a winner in this because Sadiq Bay is turning out to be quite a good player. I'm surprised yeah. the Pistons are moving him and effectively losing him to get Wiseman. I'm not sure on Piston, this move either. Pistons love to take on a project and <laughs> especially bigs, <laughs> make them good and then have them go. Yeah, that's true. We have a lot of players that started on their career early on, not much potential, turned out to be a great player. I think like KCP, um, even Dinwiddie, some of these guys started off on the Pistons and then turned yeah. out pretty good. So maybe they can it's, maybe they can turn Wiseman around. Look, for me, it it yells out that Golden State are treading water and they need help desperately. Yep. That is true. Because Curry is still out. And I think Curry's still out for a little while. Because imagine right now, oh my God, imagine if Curry's out, you had LaMelo Ball instead of Curry. Like, scary, scary guard based team. I think in today's NBA, like, yes, the, the correct move was to go for a center. Yeah. That was that was probably the better move. That's but what in they hindsight, to pick up, yeah. it's like, imagine if LaMelo was, oh. <laughs> Then you could just get a, a you know a discount big three I mean, point yeah, shooting is better than value, yeah. three point shooting I think is better than big value to some extent like with smart with the right game plan you could yeah I mean and the Warriors you, have been playing around that true it would, I, I think just unless you land yourself like a Jokic or a or like an Embiid because valuable bigs are a hot commodity they're very yeah. hard to come by so if Wiseman turned out to be a big that actually had a shot and was versatile. Then, yeah, look, I understand at the time it was probably the right call. But kind of crazy to think what it could have been. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So, 76ers make a couple of last-minute moves as well. Uh, getting Jalen McDaniels. Hornets get... Uh, how I'm not even... Svi Mahaluk, I think it is. That it's, is... <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Ukrainian, I think. Yeah. That, is a, I, I'm, that is a mouthful for me. Yeah. I am not smart enough to read that and they get a couple of picks and then trailblazers get actually not a bad haul hmm. in cam reddish um my t and ryan archidiacono heck yeah <laughs> ben's my uh, my pronunciation <laughs> expert and oh and the knicks got josh hart yep i think i actually think this is an interesting trade so first of all J- jalen mcdaniels yeah promising wing player I think the, the Sixers will benefit from that. Sixers need. Yeah, wings. exactly. More more uh, diverse wings. I think that's good. Uh, Hornets, 
They get a decent shooter. I'm fine with that. Another shooter? It doesn't move the needle much, but at least he can kind of play wing. Like, he's not okay. just a point guard. They have too many point guards. <laughs> again, again, another questionable Hornets move. Let's move on from there. Trailblazers. I, I think that's fine. They've got, honestly, some good picks. Reddish uh, is pretty good. Yeah, people obviously critique Matisse's game a little bit, but defensively, very sound. Cam Reddish has been moved around a fair bit now, so there are a couple question marks in terms of him. Uh, but we'll see. Let's get Josh Hart. Maybe we did talk about this one last but, week. Yeah, I think we mentioned it. I don't know if it was, it was locked in exactly who got what, though. Yeah. Um, and now it has been confirmed. And I think the Knicks getting Josh Hart, first of all, a bit heartbreaking because uh, I think he got the news when he was doing his shoot-around before the game and Dame Lillard was like just consoling because they were actually pretty close in the short time that they were yeah. together. Um, but yeah, he got moved from the Pelicans to the Trailblazers and now he's moved again. So very disruptive for him. But good pickup for the Knicks who, quickly just touching on them, are actually kind of being consistent now. They're sitting in sixth, but they're, they're above 500 by a decent amount. They're kind of hanging in there. Brunson balling out. Like, they're all playing pretty well. So, props to them, because I have been a little critical of them, I think. They're the on past. a six and four. Like, they're on a win, three-game win streak. Yeah. So, I think he's just another good piece. Come on, Knicks. Don't make me look silly by all the time. <laughs> Come oh. on, Knicks. You can't now just decide to be good. I mean... I think it's a happy accident because, yeah, the Knicks have gone through a lot as a fan base. So, uh, yeah, I'm happy to see what happens with, with Josh Hart adding to that team. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've got a question. Mm. Would you rather have Eric Gordon or Luke Kennard? I'd go with Kennard personally because I think he's been doing good things, well, was doing good things on the Clippers. <laughs> I, I thought Kennard was better than Gordon as well, hmm. which is why I'm very confused about this trade where the Clippers get Eric Gordon and some second rounders, Rockets get John Wall, Danny Crean, and a protected pick swap, and the Grizzlies get Luke Kennard. I think it's kind of a win all round because obviously Grizzlies looking like an absolute champion competitor, uh, adding some depth at the wing. I think that's good. Honestly, please play him over Dylan Brooks. I'm sick of that guy. <laughs> but yeah, no, good good shooter, good wing. Um, but happy why would you give Grizzlies. that up for Eric Gordon? But that's the thing. Yeah, like you mentioned earlier, it seems like the Clippers are kind of just blowing up their, their bench for some reason. Again, another homecoming. Eric Gordon used to be on the Clippers. It's kind of crazy how many guys are going back to the old circle. teams. Uh I just don't know if that's the move. I mean, look, maybe Eric Gordon was just sick of being the tank commander at the Rockets or something. Well, I think they, like Rockets were trying to get him out, mm. uh, like you know, f- to a contender. But I just don't know why the Clippers make this move. Yeah, I mean, look, if he can still be a decent like role player, decent shooter and stuff like, like that, then maybe, maybe but... Eric Gordon's defense is a little bit better than Luke Kennard's. Maybe. Yeah, I think both not great defensive players, if I'm quite honest. But yeah, yeah, I think this could be one of those moves that's more in the interest of the players and the teams, really. And, um, and then Rockets get John Wall and Denny Green, who they're going to wave. <laughs> How many players do they wave? And again, another homecoming with John Wall going back to the Rockets. Not, but a, not a happy homecoming. But not a happy homecoming, no. Uh, after refusing to play for, was it one or two seasons? I can't oh, remember some, now. It was, it was An extended moment. time. A, yeah. He comes back, and then they're like, we're not having any of this nonsense, and then wave him. Yep. Which, there is a, like, you know, if John Wall and Danny Green do get waived, they're, like, they're out in the waivers, I'd be interested to see, maybe I'm more, I'm probably more interested in Danny Green than John Wall. I don't know how well Danny Danny Green looks since his injury, though. Yeah, it's tough, because these are two guys that are getting a little older now. I've, I think I was kind of a little bit optimistic with Wall, I was saying he was doing alright, but he wasn't moving the needle a ton. Which is why um, he got traded. Yeah, but I, I can see teams picking these guys up just for a little bit of depth. Uh, but that's about it. I don't I don't know where they're going to end up, which, to be honest. Well, also, which is kind of crazy, uh, the Clippers gave up John Wall and Luke Kennard to get Eric Gordon back. And picks. 
but they're so, second rounders. So, so is John Wall that bad that they had to give up Luke Kennard just to get rid of John Wall? <laughs> Maybe. Uh, it's it's tough because honestly, people were, were kind of hype on that again before the season. Clippers were going to be the number one odds for the championship. Maybe people thought that Walt Wall was going to make a difference, but obviously he didn't make enough of an impact. So, yeah, I'm just surprised how much bench they're blowing up when they really can't I'm afford curious. it. Curious. We'll yeah. have to see how... If they can stay healthy, maybe, but I'm not sure. Yeah. While we're mentioning the Grizzlies very quickly, mm. they're currently in second. They're five games behind. Things have... Well, like the Nuggets have sort of shot off, and then the rest of the, the, rest of the West are still reasonably close together. It's like a, a fight for second place, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, like Nuggets a... Nuggets have asserted their first position. Like a four or five game lose streak for pretty much anyone in the top ten will... Like, will either let the people catch up the Nuggets or will move you up and down a couple of places. So yep. it's still... It is spreading out a tiny bit. We are getting a little bit of... Like, you know, I'd say the Grizzlies at this stage with like a three game buffer between them and the Kings are probably looking pretty good as long as they maintain this. Yeah. And they've gone four and six the, this last ten. They haven't been super consistent the last few games now. I was watching a clip of them with one of the talk show hosts and do you... Th- and I remember last year when they were like in the playoffs and like doing really well and they were this young team that was like, you know, snippy but not too over the top and was like really mm. hustling hard and, you know, was really bringing it to these other more established teams and the world loved them, yeah. right? Like everyone, everyone an underdog. Everyone wanted the Grizzlies to win. Yeah. And this, I've realized that this year, like the stark contrast people like in my books like the grizzlies are still the underdogs like they're still a young team they're still got a lot to prove they still really haven't been consistent and made it but everyone hates them now their attitude has completely rubbed everyone the wrong way have you ever seen a team because i asked you this ben because you've been watching nba longer than i have have you ever seen a team like have you ever seen a team where people have flipped on them that fast where where their where their attitude has just they've 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 taken it up a step and it's a step in the wrong direction honestly i i have gone from really enjoying this memphis grizzlies team and look jar is still talented but i don't want them to win anymore (laughs) i want to see these guys lose i want to see other teams beat this team give me your thoughts ben as a as someone that as of the, as of this time, your Grizz, the Grizzlies are in like your top three, potentially yep. top one team at the moment. Now I will say I'm a Grizzly supporter. Uh, well, first of all, I agree with that. I think last season they were the young underdogs, people rooting for them. But I think it's worn off. I think that yeah, they're now at that point now where they're kind of like an annoying little kid. <laughs> they're past the like underdog story. They're at that point now where it's like just stop talking. Uh, so I'd agree with that. In terms of like how quickly it's turned around. Man, I don't know. I mean, I feel like people tend to hate a little bit on the success. So they're still underdogs, but the fact that now they are doing well, uh, it's kind of like a little bit the closest I can think of is maybe the Warriors because the Warriors hadn't won in so many years. It'd be like a 50-year drought or whatever. People are like, wow, this new exciting fast-paced play style. And then when they start winning, it's like, all right, let's know. Like everyone starts hating but, them now. But uh, Sorry, I just want to interject, but like, I, I'm okay with the Warriors being a bit cocky. They've won, like, four cha- three three championships. They can four. back it up at least, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the Grizzlies, as far as I'm concerned, haven't done anything. That's true. It's it's hard to talk trash when you haven't actually got the backup behind it. Because, so, look, look, they've got a good record, but they haven't 
really progress. They at least make a finals. If they make a finals, I think then they can start talking a bit more. Uh, but yeah, until they've got a, got some hardware, until they've got a ring, it's just going to be annoying. And I can look, I can understand. Even as a Grizzlies fan, I can understand people are sick of their chirpiness because it is a little over the top at times. I'm getting a little bit sick of it too. It's, uh, yeah. it's just hard to cheer for them. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I'm, I'm still rooting for them just in terms of an organization because I do like the way they've restructured it. They haven't kind of sold out, just got a big star shipped in. I think they've kind of been grassroots built from the ground up. Uh and part of it's also just because I've rooted for them with their previous iterations of their team back in the day. So by default, I'm still going for them. But yeah, I think it, it is a little bit past like the endearing phase of them being like this scrappy young team. I, it's getting to the point where they've got a reputation. It's a bad reputation. Yeah. But like, and you said that like people are, je- I, I don't even think it's jealousy that they're doing well. People want this team to do well. I just think they're going about it the wrong way. Perhaps. But I mean, look, you can't argue with the results at the moment, at least. It seems to whatever they're doing, it's working. Maybe they're getting under other teams' skin. Uh, I, but I think come to playoff time, it could be to the detriment of the team. We'll see. I hope the Warriors beat the Grizzlies. <laughs> I'm still rooting for the Grizzlies. Uh, I'm also rooting for the Kings. I feel like I'm turning into a Kings fan this season. I, they're still what? in third. How, how early on were we saying, watch them drop? Oh, no. I, I, feel, I we, was rooting for them most we, of the season. Did we put something on this? <laughs> we did, I gotta didn't check we? The, I got to check the board. I think we put a cinnamon challenge on this, didn't we? I'm pretty sure we did a top six. If they make top six, I'd do a cinnamon challenge. And if they didn't, you would. Because I said to put your money where your mouth is. I think I think we did. And I think it's going to pan out in my favour. So. Gosh, I hope I don't lose any more of these. It's starting to stack up. We have a couple of these going on. By the end of the season, we're just going to be covered in like cinnamon and hot sauce. And it's just going to be a mess. It's going to be terrible. So, look, I don't like the Kings. But I'd rather you go for the Kings than the Grizzlies. That's how much <laughs> I don't like the Grizzlies right now. Damn. I, but, but... This is why it makes things interesting for the league. I think you need villains. You need villains as much as you need hero stories. I'm, I think it keeps it engaging. But I guess it's... I also look at the other side of that where, like, like the NBA, like, is influencing all these kids. And there's a part of that where, like, I wish that some of the NBA teams were a little bit less chirpy to the refs and a little bit more aware of, like, people emulate what they do. Yeah, fair. I guess that, that's fair. But it's not like these guys are, like doing really dodgy stuff off court like no. people did over the years no they are at least mostly keeping it on court but look yeah it is it is maybe perceived the wrong way sometimes but it's, so. yeah I'd, look i'll put it this way right you know shannon sharp and skip bayless i like to look don't they shouldn't be your one-stop shop but they have some <laughs> level of entertainment value mm. um last year skip bayless would have married jar the like if you had said like hey jar's down like skip would have been there like i love you the amount of good things that skip bayless was saying about jar and that this year's completely changed and i think that for me just sort of shows like that the grizzlies are just not going about things the right way there's like competitive trash talking like the golden state warriors and the golden state warriors do overdo it at times i think i think but they they do but they do reel themselves back yeah but i think they just get away with a lot as well i think Uh, they get away with a lot a little bit it's it's just like for i I guess from my perspective right and i'm and this is coming from someone that is more and more disappointed in the the golden state warriors the more that uh, i pay attention to them (laughs) but they will have like one big game where they get mad and it's entertaining and you know a couple of them will get ejected and you're like yeah you know they deserve it blah 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 and then they'll like behave themselves for the next week and then they'll do it again 
and it's not always like they're not always in your fa- i guess it also helps that they're not winning all the time but maybe it's a little bit of the win but like you know like golden state warriors go up and down with like how much they talk and like the expectations whereas i just feel like the grizzlies are just always i feel like we should look at maybe like the statistics in terms of like texts and ejections and things like that i think that'd be interesting to actually compare mm-hmm. because i think their reputation makes it seem like they're worse than they are or we have to do like Perhaps. text ejections and foul calls yeah it'd be interesting to compare maybe that's something we can, we can do deep write dive that down into. we can do that next yeah. week i'm curious um then what else have we got in trades i don't think there's really like yeah josh richardson for Devonte graham yeah. pelicans treading water yeah i mean i think that kind of makes sense for the pelicans i think Devonte probably we, we saw him having a much bigger role on like the hornets and stuff previously and mm. even previously on the pelicans i think now that he's not having as big a role i think it makes makes sense for them probably uh once they brought cj in especially so i don't mind this move i don't mind this uh the spurs do get a lot of picks from this too uh so i think they like picks yeah i think it's good for the spurs rebuilding and the pelicans get a decent wing I think it's yeah. I think it's fair. Nice. That's a fair trade. What do you think about um the Suns getting Darius Baisley and giving away um Dario Saric? I think it's fine. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously not huge players. Uh, Baisley adding a bit of size. Saric because Saric is a bit more of like a. I was gonna say Paul Zingas, but that's not the right comparison. Like I guess more of a shooting big, uh, whereas Baisley is a little bit more athletic. Well, um, Dario is more of like a shooting power forward, right? Yeah, yeah. Pretty much not like a quite stre- he's a stretch four. He's a yeah. stretch four. Uh, Baisley's a little bit less of a shooter. Oh, he can still hit shots. Uh, but yeah, it's a bit of a medium kind of move. I think the Suns just maybe adjusting their roster well, after the big trades. Doesn't, yeah, they don't really need him anymore. They've got probably KD playing in that power forward, small forward position. Probably power forward. Yeah. Um, but also, well, he hurt himself in the finals. Did he ever really... Like, I haven't really Well, that's the thing too, because yeah, when the Suns were in the playoffs, they were missing sight for a while. Uh, he so hurt, maybe didn't having, came, come back the same, perhaps. But yeah, he, he injured himself pretty bad. I don't know yeah. if he's fine or not. Yeah, but obviously the Thunder also pick up a second round pick and some cash. And at this point, they're just getting all the picks they can get. So uh, rebuilding for them. But yeah, I think it's a bit of a bit of a neutral move. Um, yeah, I just, just kind of shoring up I any weaknesses with, in their with roster. With Kevin Durant coming, like they don't need mm. him. Yeah, they don't need Dario as much, which is a shame because mm. I think Dario would be would be fun. Yeah, but it's just yeah, I don't I don't think he's been doing much. Yeah, he Not hasn't really been, been in the rotation. And now that you've got Kevin Durant, like you don't really the Durantula. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I That's love fair. it. Um, you you put a spread uh, a couple of screenshots in. Uh, we've already talked a bit about Mike Mikel Bridges, but uh, why don't you read out that one about Zion and, and miss games? Yeah, it's an interesting stat because I think we we definitely have like a bit of a preconceived idea um, in terms of like people being missing missing games. Obviously, we've talked a lot about Anthony Davis. Uh, people call him Street Clothes Davis, things like that, because he's missing a ton of games. But just for some comparison over the last four seasons, in terms of percentage of possible games played, so starting off with Zion, he's played 39% of his possible games. The last four years. last four years. Yeah. Uh, we obviously know he's been missing a lot, but it's kind of crazy. He's less than 40%. Other players, notably, Durant has only played 48% of his possible games as a net. Kawhi only played 52% of his possible games. Kyrie, only 52%, obviously, kind of uh, given yeah. with all of his situations. Anthony Davis has actually played 62.9% of his possible games. So, look, he's missed a lot of time, 
But he's been a bit more consistent than I think but we he, maybe give him credit he for. He has the street name. Um, obviously, um, other factors with like Kyrie and things like that. But yeah, kind of crazy to see how much time some of these other big players have missed. Kawhi's honestly played more than I thought. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I feel like I never see the guy. So yeah, I think well, part of it. <sighs> look, look. There's one answer to this question and one answer only. Hmm. The, there's only one reason why Anthony Davis has the nickname street clothes and the other ones don't and it's because anthony davis is in los angeles and in los angeles people notice what you do that's actually very true that is so true in the pelicans no one really like comparative to the other to the other markets doesn't really matter quiet and clippers they're kind of like the la lakers lights they don't that's the thing (laughs) like they get clippers get a lot of attention but they don't get as much attention as the lakers it's true yeah that's but like yeah there's two teams in la for a reason but the lakers definitely get more of the scrutiny yep and it's and it's the same thing with kevin durant just to be fair the poor dude went through like a proper what acl tear he had major injuries major injuries whereas Whereas anthony davis is more like every second game he's going down clutching something so like it's more that he looks like he's made of glass and just little things here and there he hasn't been out a long time with one big injury he's always like in and out in and out exactly and i think that's why it's like oh he's in street clothes again yeah whereas like kd was just out for a huge chunk from one injury so yeah yeah and well, now similar thing with Zion. He just had... Well, Zion just had injury after... Yeah, injury kind of injury multiple big ones. Never yeah. came back. That's true. Which he's now getting evaluated after All-Star breaks. He was supposed yeah. to get evaluated before All-Star break, and then I think he... He, he either re-injured something oh. in training, which is a shame, because oh, we were very excited for him please. to come back. So I want Zion, please. Yeah. Bit of a so, shame. So, yeah, that's... But that, and we've talked about this before, where, like, this is what happens when you play in L.A., yeah, people pay so much more scrutiny. People pay attention. Yeah, and you don't get away with in LA what you get away elsewhere. Yeah, I mean, and we try and keep pretty broad outlook. We talk about a lot of different teams, but there's just so much news with LA. There's so much drama, so they always always in the spotlight. LA. So <laughs> that's, that's my favorite thing to do. That's very true. I can't wait for the Lakers to not make the first round. <laughs> Speaking of LA, really quickly. Really quickly, only because they did make an interesting trade. Uh, D'Angelo Russell seems to be fitting in quite well with the team. Yeah, he got I think like 25 points. Yeah, I think it's a good move. Uh, I still don't think the Lakers are going to even be close to the playoffs, but good on them for at least making one we'll decent see. move. They're like 12th or 13th at the moment. What are they, 13th? Yeah, 13th currently. So e, Jazz are finally out of the top 10. Yep. Yeah, I mean, they've kind of been borderline playing. I mean, respect. I think they're outperforming what we'd expect of them. Uh, but I think they're in a closer position to what they should be. OKC now in 10th. Man, these last last couple of playing spots are going to be very interesting. When's OKC going to, like, pull the trigger and, like, actually, like, go... F- like, are they going to wait? I guess this year they're waiting for Chet to get better, so it's probably a next year thing. Yeah. Do you think they'll actually, like, try to be good next year? I mean, yeah, that's a good question because they've been one of the most notorious just pick-hoarding team. Like, they've been rebuilding for the longest time. Yeah, I think Chet is a big big factor. I think they would have probably been going a bit bit more for it if he was healthy this season. I think next season probably. I think they have to pull the trigger at some point. If they get a good player, if they get like a scoot or well, it depends. They're actually not not really need, doing that badly. They need to do a bit season. more tanking. Yeah, they need to tank a bit harder. Uh, but yeah, I think if they get one one other big piece, maybe a couple good role players. Yeah, I think surely they're pulling. Because the, the thing soon. is, if they pull the trigger, they still have to like Chet's hasn't played this year, so you yeah. still need to give him like a year or two minimum before he'll. 
you'll get better better work ethic like better True. everything out of him I mean like SGA is S- an all star at this yeah, point yeah like SGA is so. ready but the rest of the team isn't yeah that's a good point so maybe it will be a bit more of a longer rebuild for a couple more seasons I don't know I feel like the NBA should have a <laughs> a limit on how many picks you can hoard <laughs> just to stop like OKC have just had a, an incredible because the, there are rules on it I can't remember exactly but they've pretty much maxed out how many picks they can get more or less so so when they're aggressive because like, there'll be a lot of teams in the next five to ten years that will be like we need picks and so then like and then and then OKC will rock up and be like hey we want this player we'll give you four picks I mean but that's the thing too yeah because they don't have to cash in all these picks they can trade these picks away for pieces and start to really rebuild when, so when they're ready to to go off yeah they can they may even have to give away that many assets they could just trade picks or they could give away the the crappy players and then get here we'll give you this crappy player with three picks and get a good player it's true but i mean look honestly if chet comes back and like starts actually develop quite well i think they're close because shout out to josh giddy fellow aussie he's playing he's been playing really well he's like a walking almost triple double (laughs) so i think they've got they're getting there they're getting with sga chet we have to see if Chet can actually make it through a season. Yeah. He's very skinny. It's true. I think it's going to be one of those players that you watch carefully in terms of injuries. But we'll have to see, we'll have to see. Yeah. So yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm still really excited. I can't wait for playoffs. Yeah, it's it's actually crazy how fast this season has gone. We're almost at All Star break, but we're almost in the home stretch. We're counting down the days till playoffs. Oh. So it's going to be exciting because at this point, I still have no clue who's going to make playoffs, which I love. I and, love it to be interesting. And uh, just a, a random side note, I'm pretty sure F1's back like next month. Ooh, that's exciting. We're spoiled as sport fans, really. Yeah. In terms that's, of like, this is the only thing. I, these are the only two things I care about: F1 <laughs> and, and the NBA. So oh. I'm getting really hyped for that. So thanks for yeah. listening. Please give us a like, subscribe, tell your friends. Shout out to the homies and my mom and my girlfriend that listen to this podcast. Uh, and we'll be here next time. Stay tuned.